Welcome to Coffee with Kim, where I share my love of the Word of God over a great cup of coffee. And I am drinking some really good coffee today. Happened to pick up some New Holland Coffee Company coffee, which is so good. Um, ground that up this morning, had a fresh cup, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Um, if you follow along with Coffee with Kim, you know that we use a format called One Day Legacy that God gave me, that every day we are leaving a legacy and um we only have that legacy because we are empowered with the word of God. And just my, my honor to share with you things God is sharing with me. And so, um, it, so the one day legacy every month, uh, we have a different theme or chapters of the word we're studying or whatever God is telling me to share with you. So, uh, for the month of August, uh, it really felt like, um, God wanted us to pursue him through some of his prophets. And so we are studying the book of Jonah. And then later on in the month, we'll get into the book of Haggai or Haggai, however you want to say it. Um, but man, just Jonah one has just, uh, wrecked us, right? Like I, I, I taught on this at simple church at city gate Lancaster this week and just, Oh, Jonah, you're teaching us so much is all I, I don't even know what to say. So we did go over some of Jonah already. Um, how the word came to him and then he ran from God's presence, like thinking that God maybe made a mistake because he did not want to go to this terrorist nation. He did not want to tell them. He didn't think that those Gentiles deserve to know the word of God. And so he flees and, um, he flees from God's presence. And we know there's nowhere you can go to get away from God. But for some reason, Jonah, who was a prophet, so he was listening to God up until this point, which is interesting, right? Listening to God up until this point, but decides to go. And we realize that um, we may not be runners in the same way. We not, may not run and go to a different town to hide from God, but we do obvious things that we run from him. We fill our days with activity. We may, he may ask us to do something and we, we just said, well, I will, after I get the groceries, after I dust, after I take the kids there, after I do this. And so we do fill our days with activity and it's the same thing as just running from God. So, um, we, we come to understand that we don't need to understand God's reasons in order to obey him. We just need to be 100% in the same direction, just obedience, walking with him. Um, and even in the midst of the trouble, God reveals what's really inside, right? Our mouth may say we fear him, but our faith is lived out uh, in what we do and, and how we respond to him. And then how our disobedience has a ripple effect. It not only affected, like Jonah's disobedience not only affected him, but it affected the sailors, which would affect the sailors' families, which would affect the entire region. And so uh, Jonah learned then that disobedience, um, Jonah's disobedience cause the crew to fear the Lord. So God will use whatever he needs to use to get people's attention. And so Jonah was receiving mercy, but there was still going to be a consequence for what he, what he did by not obeying the Lord. So uh, don't fail to see God's kindness in the midst of maybe being disciplined by God, because he is still always going to look out for us, but we need to be walking in obedience to him. So our vision sometimes is obstructed um, by whatever situation we're in. So the vision, his vision was obstructed by being inside of this fish, but yet this fish was God's goodness to rescue him. Right. <laughs> and to give him a chance to say, Hey, let's, let's kind of look at this. So 
we know that God is um, involved with the tiniest details of his creation. And so when you think someone talked to me the other day about just a bird coming to their window, I'm like, yeah, God even cares about that. Like he knows when, when I miss my mom and, and every once in a while, then this beautiful blue bird or a red bird will just like fly past the window and look in at me. Not saying that's my mom, but I'm saying God controls nature. And so when he knows that I just need to know, he'll send a beautiful bird to say, yep, I even take care of the birds. You're going to be fine. And so we know this, that that God is always after restoration. He is always after um, us to walk in full obedience. And so Jonah kind of ends with the question, are, are we desensitized to the product of our disobedience? Do we not even know that we're disobedient because we're so used to being busy? Oh, it was a hard moment right there. Are we so desensitized because we're so busy with activity? And what I've come to understand is the enemy is not going to, um, he is not going to um, shove bad things at you. He's going to shove good things at you. Things that maybe you're even doing inside the church. It's what we we learn about the, the church in Revelation, right? He's like, look, I know your works. You do great things. I know your works. You, you're doing amazing things, but you don't know me. Oh, it goes back into John where he says, like, if you abide in me, then, right, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. If you abide in me, you love me. If you abide in me, you're one of mine. If you don't abide in me, then you don't abide in me. <laughs> you're one of those that's going to get cut away. And so we have to be fully walking in obedience to the Lord. Um, and First Samuel even says, obedience is better than sacrifice. So a lot of times we think we are sacrificing, doing a great thing, like doing the sub sales, running to every conference, um, being in every program, every Bible study. But God's just saying, look, I just want to sit with you and I want you to obey what I'm telling you to do. I just want you to sit with me and hear from me. And what is beautiful is then you see Jonah starts having this change of heart. And so in Jonah chapter two is where we see the prayer of Jonah where he called out to the Lord in his distress and he heard, we always, always know that God is always going to hear us no matter where we are. We are never too far from him. We are never far away. And I love that Jonah in chapter, uh, in, yeah, chapter two, verse four, he's like, I will still look at your temple, even though I'm in the pit of hell right now, I'm still going to look at your temple. I'm in the belly of a fish and it's because of my own disobedience. So I, I realize this is my consequence, but I am still going to look to you. I'm still going to look at your temple. Um, I'm not trying to escape your presence, but I'm trying to get back into your presence to know where you're at, what you want. So you can always turn back to God, no matter what circumstance or no matter how far you think you are, you can always turn back to him, which is this beautiful, beautiful, this is what mercy looks like. And then we kind of get into more in chapter two. Again, Jonah's prayer is, I'm praying to the, it says, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. So he's taking ownership again of the relationship. Um, he is crying that, you know, the seaweed that's wrapped around my head, it's my thought, like these, the, the seaweed or the weeds wrapped around my head. These things are in my mind of what I've done, but you still rescue me. He was at the point of death. Like he's in this, in this fish. And, you know, like, I don't think we understand he's in the belly of a fish. There's not a lot of oxygen in there. There wouldn't have been light. There wouldn't have been fresh air. There would have been nothing. And so he's realizing I'm going to die in here. I'm at the point of death. I just want you, God. I just want you. And it says, you raised my life from the pit. We may find ourselves stuck in our own brokenness and our own sin. And we may even be pinned to the ocean floor, but God is still able to rescue us if we turn to him and repent. 
And I love where he says then in verse seven, he says, as my life was fading away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you. Oh, I remember the Lord. So what this is telling us is when we're in that belly of a fish, when we're in this critical mass, when we're in this place, our position is to turn to the Lord. What does it say in Hebrews? Look to Jesus, consider Jesus, face like flint to Jesus. We need to remember our history with him. We need to remind him of our history with him. Our only hope in this storm is him. So Jonah begins to remind himself who God is. And sometimes what happens is I think we get a little cocky in our gifts or in our, our anointings, um, like Jonah deciding, well, God's obviously wrong in this. I know more because I am a prophet. <laughs> Could you just see him and hear him saying that, well, God, you obviously, that is not what you want me to do because I know more than you. I'm the prophet here. And so Jonah was deciding he was wrong finally. And I think some of that cockiness was leaving him. And I think we see a lot of that today right? Uh, Spurgeon even said, uh, uh, according to this chapter, I have learned to kiss the waves that throw me against the rock. Like really talking about, you know, when God brings a humbling, you know, we need to really just appreciate it and, and, and go, God, you know, you're protecting me literally from myself. So for Jonah, God was, even though he was disciplining him in this moment, he was actually protecting him from himself. And, you know, I think the body of Christ may just need to reflect a little bit on that as we, as you're studying Jonah, reflect on that. We can rest in God's word. Like we know that we know that Jonah at this point is actually drawing from prayers that he would have remembered from scripture, like Psalm 18 or Psalm 42 or some of the others and his repentance. He begins to pray scripture just like Jesus does. And so this is why it's so foundational for us to have the word of God in us when we pray. So otherwise, if if Jonah would have just been praying his own wishes and desires at this point, he probably wouldn't have maybe gotten out of the belly of the fish because it would have been selfish prayers. And so he began to pray exactly the word of God, which is God's words, right? He began to pray God's words back to God. And in his repentance, he prays this scripture and he says, I will fulfill this vow. God responds to the words of his word. He responds to this repentant heart. And how much about God do we learn by experience as we're walking this out? So in, the, in this moment where Jonah is in the belly of the fish and he's praying in repentance and he's reminding God of who he is, he's reminding God of, he's reminding himself of who God is. And then God responds to that. God responded to the repentant heart that was clinging to the word of God. And then it says the Lord commanded the fish and it spewed or vomited Jonah out onto dry land. There's going to be more to the story and we're going to hear more to that. But I love where Jonah is saying, I will fulfill what the Lord has said. I will walk out my salvation because it belongs to the Lord. And when he, when he did that and rededicated his life, his giftings, his anointings, his very being back to God, God's like, all right, now I can use you. And so sometimes going back to what I said earlier in, the, in this chapter two, where he's repenting, we may need to repent of even mishandling our giftings or mishandling the word or mishandling um, the very people God has brought to us because everything has to be based on the word of God. Like that's what we see. Everything is based on remembering who God is from his word, fulfilling the word of God with God, right? It's not your own thing you're doing. You, you're doing this because of God. You're doing it with his word, through his word, by his word. And so 
let's walk that out today. Let's let's fulfill the vow that, that God has given us. Let's respond to his word. Let's always have a repentant and pure heart before him. And let's let's say thank you, God, for these experiences where you bring about discipline to produce more fruit in my life. That's your fruit. So guys, I want you to be blessed today. I think um, in the next days ahead, we're going into Jonah 3. So I look forward to talking to you more about Jonah 3 and Jonah 4. Um, If you want to follow along, again, follow along on the podcast. Tell your friends. Have them subscribe. You can email me at coffeewithkimpodcast at gmail. Um, you can follow me on on Instagram or, or Facebook or any social media platform you want. But I really look forward to hearing from you and what you are experiencing through the book of Jonah.